because of the end of civilization, FM cable network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming, but more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life. <laughs> All right. Okay. Where are we at? Let's recap. So, uh, quarter four this year, uh, it, a lot of good things. There were a lot of really positive things that happened this year. Most of them happened in the first part of it. <laughs> Although, no, I mean, I'm trying, wow. Some, something in me is telling me not to just, because it really, it would honestly, with what this year has actually given me, it would be straight up ungrateful to the universe and the people around me to say that the, everything in this year was bad because this was truly a great year for me. It really was. First year of this podcast. I mean, that was fun. The podcast has been fun. That doesn't really have to do with <laughs> my life improving and stuff. Um, but maybe it did. Maybe the people and energy you surround yourself with are things that should be considered. But anyway, the wrap-up. The, the, the recap. Yeah. So, I had a great... I, I always have a, like a breakdown around September and uh, kind of do a reset. And that's kind of good. Someone told me that, that September is like my New Year's. And it really kind of is. Um, and uh, yeah, so I guess all the stuff that happened... Uh, before then, re relatively positive, and like really the momentum that I have going with my little soap company and like really all of my internet shit right now is starting to, uh, you know, be enjoyable. <laughs> so anyway, September wasn't, was, it, it's not, September is not where we're starting this recap, but I guess it's, if we're talking, if we're going to put the year into quarters or thirds, I guess quarters. I don't know why you would cut the year into thirds, but what, what am I? Okay. So, so things, so anyway, I got my shit together. We had a spooky season. That was fine. I think things, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's always, like I said, yeah, it was a very wet, slick, grim and, uh, you know, it was a spooky season of personal horror. But it was fine. And then I decided to do NaNoWriMo. That took a lot out of me. That was fine, too. I'm actually pretty impressed that I wrote 25-something thousand words. Um, but I did not finish it, so that made me feel... Bad. <laughs> After, around the time that I was not finishing it, I became very sick. Um, I did not have COVID. We did a test live on Discord. That was weird. Oh man, I had and well, we'll get to the. <laughs> I got my I got the the actual brain tickle, like two days. Anyway, so this is a terrible recap. I even have notes in front of me. I even have like a little timeline of what November through now has been like, but 
You know what? Maybe, maybe, well, first of all, I guess I don't... No spoiler alert, but the end of the recap is going to be that I got the fucking flu. And that's what's been going on with me. In fact, let's just do the recap real quick. Uh, really sick in November. Uh, Thanksgiving was terrible. It a lot of, went through a lot of emotional turmoil for like two weeks. Very healthy. Like out of my mind, just in a state of emotional distress. I had two really good shows and things went really well. And I'm really grateful to everyone in my area and everyone that supports me. Um, (laughs) And then there was a great storm. I had no electricity for three days. That was a lot of fun living with candles and hanging out with the cats. Honestly, like this doesn't sound that bad, does it? Immediately after I... Uh, the electricity came back immediately the day the electricity came back. I got on Twitch. I streamed my normal stream and hung out with Toronto. I really, I wonder if I'll get a chance to do a, uh, I really should do, I mean, I was talking about doing a podcast where it was like, here's the crew talking to each of them, all these different people I talked to and saying, Hey, what's up? You know, a meet the crow episode. That doesn't, have any, I was, I was only, I was, <laughs> yeah. Um, around one in the afternoon or something, I started getting a headache and a, a cough and, uh, you know, some general body achy kind of slow feeling tired symptoms. And, uh, throughout the evening they worsened, uh, until Thursday, this is Thursday, like a couple days ago. Uh, I, it, the whole thing, I won't, I don't know, you know, normally when I speak to people, I don't shy away from talking about expelling poison from, well, I mean, I guess I've done it. Uh, but anyway, there was a lot of expelling going on. It became very, very, very awful. I went to the doctor and they put the, the thing all the way into my nose and into my brain and I almost kicked the guy. I think he, they must know to stand to the side, right? Because he was standing to the side. I kicked it was totally involuntary, like the guy hitting your knee with the triangle. So I've been, I've had the flu. I have the flu. I have the worst flu I've ever had. I don't know if that's true. I remember some really bad flus that I've had. This one is extremely bad. This has felt worse than when I had COVID um, earlier in the year. And the real, I think the, the advantage of COVID, the, 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 <laughs> the reason this is not as bad the reason COVID was not as bad is because COVID made me so tired I could just sleep all day. I have been like suffering and expelling so much. I'm feeling a little better today. It's Christmas Eve. Happy Christmas to everybody. I hope you all have, you know, if you're into trees and hot cocoa or whatever and snow and elves. Um, I hope that's that's going great. Um, I am expecting three ghosts to visit me. Tonight, if for nothing else than my shitty attitude towards humanity. (laughs) If I, maybe I should have asked Santa Claus for some more gratitude. Because I feel like, I feel like I, man, I feel like I don't say it enough. So, to anyone listening to this, and anyone supporting me, I'm sorry I talk so much shit all the time. I'll try to do better in the next year. Maybe 
the next year will be good. We'll see what happens. This is probably the last podcast of 2023. And I think 2023 can go fuck itself. <laughs> can I get it? Can we get a clip of you? Let's not. Let's not do that. Um, <laughs> so today we're going to talk to Alex. And this is the final review of The Dragon Reborn, which I think uh, is pretty good since we're wrapping up the year. I got the next book. Uh, I'm going to start reading it in January with Alex and Phil. I was supposed to read it this month and it was terrible. Maybe I should say something at the book club channel. Anyway, um, you know, just because I feel like, but I think Fickle uh, said that his library is not too concerned about the fact that he has had this book for a while. So, yeah, uh, The Dragon Reborn, yeah, we're wrapping that up. We've kind of wrapped up KTE. We are, what's the other thing we're talking about? Oh, yeah, Friday the 13th will be continuing. Yeah, I've got that to edit next and we're going to be watching some of that stuff and there's a few other things that I want to talk about but we'll get to them and uh, yeah including everyone and there are some sort of personal not even media kind of talks that we might start getting into I mean this wasn't I mean this has been mainly a media podcast we've done a few catching up with people episodes and we might do a few more and maybe it'll be a little yeah we'll see this is about conversation hey by the way Welcome, and thank you for listening to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where I talk to my friends on the internet. Um, thanks for being here. Here's Alex. See you are up bright and early. Oh yeah. I had my YouTube playlist running and uh it ended up on somebody playing uh Stanley Parable. So I'm sure you know how I woke up. <laughs> they were doing it's on that. The Oh my god. They're doing the baby. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, the computer's just going to playing the baby room. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That shit should be illegal. It should be illegal to stream that or put it on YouTube. <laughs> so it has been a minute since we've talked about the Wheel of Time. A long minute. Very it has long been minute. a long minute. I think we only were like halfway through the through the book. This one was weird. I don't know if I. I'm not sure if I mostly read on weekends with this one. Actually, I'll say I mostly did. Uh, I mostly would like read like you know five to eight chapters on a weekend and then. Yeah, not read much during the week. But it wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't strict. 
that was just sort of that was more or I mean, less how also, I did this one. Yeah, it also wasn't really the book so much as like your schedule changing. Yeah. I know yeah. like you you do things whenever you want to anyways, but like you you've been doing a lot of the soap stuff and going to festivals and things to sell and all of that, so I've had totally a lot makes of sense. Stuff. Yeah, I've had a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. I think we we stopped like halfway through the book last time somewhere. We were around in my notes. I think we're. I think we were. Yeah. No, we were up to chapter thirty because on my first page of notes. Yeah. Chapter thirty-one. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we've got we've got a lot to go over. Yeah, because we were talking about the woman of Tenchiko. That's correct. This book, as a whole, feels. I think this is the this is the first one that really feels like I could tell it was part of a series. Like it really, and I mean, you know, now we've got two books books before it, so we've got meat there. Yeah, but like, I mean, it, you, you go from the first book, which was supposed to be like technically a standalone, right? Like had an idea for the series and the second one is like technically the series but you're going off of the standalone and now this one is like yeah no like the it's still it's actually a series not just yeah this is i guess i'm saying in one series. everything is really established now all yes. the places and characters and we like yeah yeah and there's a lot of like what the fuck is going on obviously as the reader kind of picks up yeah. tidbits throughout we've the also yeah, and we've also covered every country now. Okay. I think. Like, we've at least met someone from every country. That sounds that sounds about right. I feel like we, we, have a, we, we, we maybe have not... We haven't visited Ilian, I don't think. We, we did. Yeah? In this book, as a matter of fact. Oh. We visited Ilian. And we technically got a little bit of it in the last book with um, the one traitor. I, I can't I remember his name. He's so fucking important. That one guy. Bail Domon. Bail Domon. Bail Domon is an alienaire, and he was in Alien being told to go uh, deliver a letter oh, to Tyr. Oh, by the white guys, right? Or no? The white cloaks? Yeah. No. No? Uh, do we know someone? I feel like someone sinister him, was telling him. He had yeah, to they were giving him Tarvalon coins and sending him. Oh, they to, were. Oh, to, so, so probably someone sinister. A, yeah, yeah. So they're from Andor. We've heard a bit about Murindy. We know that. Uh, The Shinarans are in Murindy. We heard a little rumor oh. about it. Oh, okay. We've seen, we've seen Amadisha. Uh, that's where the White Cloaks are. Um, we know about Terabon between Terabon and Eredoman fighting over Falm. So we know about both of them. I guess Kandor and Arafel are the only ones that we haven't really talked about, but those are Borderlands. So we know what Borderlanders are like, kind of. 
powerful one in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Next to the dragon mount. Yep. <clears throat> Did we meet Drunk Tom? In the last... Yes. We did meet last Junk Tom. <laughs> uh, well, that's what... That's chapter 31, is meeting Drunk drunk Tom. Who are the two women that he killed? Uh... He, he blames himself for his last... Aramor. Yes. But he says something else that I feel... Oh, no, no, no. Two great women he's loved, not two great women he's killed. One one was, one was, wants to kill him, and one he got killed. Oh, one wants to kill him. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yes. And we have and we Dog Prince. That's the case. Yes. Um, yeah. We have Dog Prince in the stone. That smell like gunpowder. Like the yes. Moon. That... Heron, for some reason, doesn't feel as necessary to talk to anyone about. Hey, uh, Perrin doesn't feel it necessary to talk to anyone about anything, period. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I think, you think it's all, yeah, he doesn't, if, if someone tries to talk to Perrin, Perrin's like, nah. I didn't get it, but also, like, come on, Perrin, like... That's how I would behave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to when it comes to like talking about talking about his problems, I understand that, but when you're talking about like this really weird thing happens and like we're worried about yeah. you know Okay. Yeah. Demonic things, we should probably talk to at least Lan, if not Moraine, like, hey, this weird demonic thing seems to be happening. <laughs> like that's a very good What's point. What's that about? <laughs> but no, the, just, just no. He, uh, I have a note here that says, lol, Perrin thinks things should make sense. Yeah, that too. <laughs> He's, uh, does feel like that. He's not, uh, he's really not correct in that. He's really not correct. Or, well, if, if the problem is that he thinks things should make sense, then that's fine. That's just how he wishes things were. But yes. he's got to figure he out. <laughs> he thinks things do make sense, and people are pretending that they don't make sense. It's like, no, they just don't make sense. <laughs> it's not some conspiracy. The world just sucks. <laughs> I'm not positive if it's in my notes, but I feel like there's two strange scenes, and they're probably not kind of where we are. This is kind of an outside thought. Um, That's fair. It might be Rand. Now I don't know which characters it is. One of them is Rand, and I think the other might be Perrin. But there's two scenes towards the end of a chapter where, like, a woman with a bunch of men on horses approaches either of those characters. And Matt, there's a media... So there's two, there's two scenes with uh, 
women approaching them, and one is Rand, one is Matt, and the approaches are very, very different. Matt doesn't think that the woman can be dangerous. Rand Mm -hmm. just kills everyone. (laughs) But Matt's Matt's encounter leads to violence, though. It does, but he talks to them first. So the woman in Rand's case walks up to him and asks if she can share his fire, and he stares at her as she until she walks close enough and then just kills her. <laughs> that Rand does not say a thing. Matt talks to the woman until she gets close enough, and then she tells her men to attack him, and he throws fireworks in the fire. Yes. Okay. Yes. Are these two different women? Yes. What are what are these? <laughs> who are these women trying to accost it's, our boys? Yeah, it, it's kind of the um, uh, dichotomy of like they they're both obviously like very from the previous books. Like they care a lot about protecting women and stuff, and so you see kind of the schism in Rand where he's so like paranoid and everything. Like, he was right, but he you can see how paranoid he is and, like, the point that he's reached, you know. Sure. It's kind of, it's kind of a, uh, you see Rand doing it, and then it's like, is this something that, like, seems reasonable? And then you see from Matt's point of view, and you're like, no, nobody else in the world thinks that it's really that reasonable. <laughs> Are these random encounters? Are these character building random encounters? Yes. Am I reading too much into everything? Kind of. I, I want everything to mean something. I do understand that they, to a certain extent, this is Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I mean they they do. But that's the other thing is like like Matt said, the crossbowman in the woman's group was one of the people who was on who had like attacked the ship that he and Tom were on. Oh. So, like it's very clearly not just like random happenstance that these people are finding them and like clearly like like Rand was saying uh he he noticed there was one extra person when he lined up all the bodies after he killed everyone. He was like Oh, you know, you chose the wrong uh, group to to uh, hitchhike with, or something like that. Okay. I like it when there's one extra body or one extra shadow. Yeah. You think? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, um, let me, I was going to say this, I was going to say this a little more, uh, impolitely, but do you, (laughs) do you think that Robert Jordan finds all women to be extremely conniving? Yes, but he also (laughs) finds men to be, uh, very disingenuous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Perrin, obviously, like, the first time I read this book, when I got to Perrin, the end with Perrin, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I, what? Perrin? I got the fact that he thought she was beautiful, but, like, I didn't think that he was actually, like, 
attracted to her as a person, you know, constantly talking about how annoying she was and everything, and then, like, in the end... Um... Yeah, you know what? I may have just... I might have just been, like... Well, she's the main character, and she's going to be a love interest. I might have just had that in my head. Understandable. <laughs> so, yeah. I, but I mean, but also, but I also maybe I was able to read a little bit the way that Perrin is kind of lying to himself about how annoying she is. Yeah, yeah definitely. They like... are really real characters. Like they're conniving in real ways. That might be why they're so annoying. <laughs> yes. Speaking of annoying, Egwene, oh my god, yeah, Jesus I'm, Christ. I'm Calm so sick down. of, I'm so sick of all the girls. <laughs> Elaine's fine. Elaine's okay. If Nynaeve and Egwene are no longer, if they, if they start a farm and have kids and are not in the books anymore, that's fine. Yeah. Nynaeve admitted several times that she was wrong. Egwene, not even fucking once. <laughs> she just, yeah. Like, Nynaeve was like, you know what, Matt did actually, like, help us out there. It's totally right that we kind of treated him like shit. I get it. <laughs> like, it was wrong. There's a thing that people would say in the 90s that is cer certainly socially unacceptable. And uh, that thing was, men are dumb and women are evil. There's a yeah. little bit of that in, in these books. Definitely. I mean, that's that's when these books were written, so, yeah. like... And it's like, and you know what, and that's, and okay, and that's, and it's great, because that it, that it really makes these characters real, because I'm annoyed at all of them. So like, yes. so it's working. So like art is happening. Even if I hated this book because of how much like, I hated these characters, it's doing something to me because this is real annoying shit real people do. Yes. But <laughs> like it's, it's also like watching them grow because like, aside from Egwene, like everyone has had some sort of growth in this book. This, sure. is, this is the thing, like. I love Egwene because, like, this is a real person, too. Like, there are definitely people who get stuck in their growth and, like... Oh, she might be the they, most... They grow in, like, capacity and, like, in, you know, things, but, like, emotionally they're stunted. You I know? know a couple people exactly like her. <laughs> yeah. For sure. It, it's a very real person, yeah. like... And if every single person of like any group was like that i would be like okay this is just like this is too much but like she is the only character that's really like that and like there is a point in the book where i'm like she didn't redeem herself but holy shit like i can't believe that that fucking happened Egwin? i don't want to say it because it's a big spoiler okay so i'm just gonna leave it at that that's all you get but that is we are talking about Egwin. <laughs> Egwin, yes okay. i hate her the entire way through there's one thing that I'm like, damn, holy damn. <laughs> I mean, yes. I really want uh, her I was gonna to. Say, I was going to say, um, thinking, thinking on Rand's situation, uh, 
it's kind of a parallel to the first book where he and Matt uh, I, I feel like the timing in the book is like he and Matt are simultaneously running into uh, a dark friend woman with a dagger under her cloak yes very similar to the first book when they were running away together towards Camelin. And they meet that dark friend woman. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I see that. I didn't really think about it until this read-through. Like I said, every single read-through, I get something else that I never saw before. This is what, my seventh, eighth time through, and I still catch something new? Like... Patterns in the weave. Yep. I really want to see Egwene go berserk. I really want to see her cook somebody. I feel like she's gonna. <laughs> I feel like she's like, she's giving me that Shinji Akari shit. <laughs> like, I hate you, but I'm gonna think it's cool when you kill someone, you <laughs> asshole. Like, that's like, really. I got my eyes on her. She, she's, got, she's got some moments where she does some really cool shit, so... It'll be, it'll be, it'll be worth it, I think. I think the payoff for all of this stuff is all so good. Uh, we see, did we see Gaul before? No, this is, I don't, oh, before this book? No, before this chapter, because I'm kind of Oh, I don't know, I think this is Gaul, yeah. And, uh, yeah. by the way, Do you know what I'm about to yes. say? No. I don't know if his name is Gaul, but there's a... And in fact, I think it's like Tom and Rand. And I mean, Tom and Matt, maybe, who let an Aiel man out of a cage that some people have captured, you know, on a gibbet in a... a similar... Basically, I'm saying that this scene is in like the third episode or the fourth episode of the TV show. That's fucking stupid. Why? <laughs> I, don't, why? I don't know why, why I tell you these things. You should be saying, why do you tell me these things? Because I don't know why. <laughs> Everything I what? see, from especially oh, from here on out, if I see something that's in like the fifth episode of the TV show, I'm going to be like, wow. They really just, I don't know what, I don't, I don't want to know what's going on with the TV show. Why am I even speculating? Why am I even thinking <laughs> about just, it? It's terrible. Like, you can see how important Gull is to Perrin already like you get three scenes with Gaul in this book three uh-huh. and like it connects the Aiel in, import- in an important way and it connects Perrin in an important way yeah yeah I don't think Perrin oh. yeah well I mean it's not yeah it's not exactly the same obviously but who cares I don't know why I bring it up <laughs> excuse me also I'm extremely sniffly with the and- there yeah, and now and now you also understand uh, why Perrin having a wife made no fucking sense. Yeah, like, it's very. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a it's falcon. Super important that like Thale is the person that he that he meets and falls in love with. Like, who would go around telling people to call them Thale? Uh, somebody who likes to sound tough. <laughs> I mean, uh, she wanted to be called Blade. Well, okay, yeah, actually, okay. <laughs> That's really, like, look really good I point. Am. Really, really good point. 
The only reason she didn't call herself Blade is because Lance Horse is called Blade. She's I wrote um I wrote the word Otaku next to her name. Yes. She's uh, she's definitely a weeb. She's a fan of Yeah, actually, yeah, I didn't even I wasn't even thinking about the names she was choosing for herself. But just how she seems like a very bright eyed, bushy tailed super fan of horn hunters. Yeah. She seems bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yes. Yeah. She's very much about adventure. Like she she talks about how stupid the other two hunters for the horn are. Yeah. So she's not like over the moon about hunters. She's over the moon about being a hunter and like how cool it is that she's a hunter. She's an edgelord. Yes. Basically. At yeah. this point in the book she's an edgelord. It's, yeah. Uh <laughs> can I get up and refill my cup of coffee? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Hey. Ew. Does Rand dream of puppets controlling puppets controlling puppets all the way up? Yes. That's Rand. Because I think there's, I wrote down in chapter 36, everyone dreams. I don't know if that means a yes. lot of dreams are happening. But someone dreams of puppets Dream all the way up. That seems like a Rand thing. That's something Rand is really worried about. Being puppeted. Yes. That's also when he wakes up to kill a bunch of people, which the the woman I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it's also kind of important to note the um, Aiel calling battle the dance. You dance well, uh, Perrin Yeah, you dance well, Perrin Ibarra. And uh, Matt wants to dance with the girls. <laughs> Oh, Matt. Do you know any dances that don't have to do with battle? <laughs> I wrote, uh, I have a note that says Perrin. Actually, it's, it's, this is next to Perrin, but what it says is, none of them know they are sexy. Yes. All of the, and in fact, in fact, all of the characters feel that they're very unattractive, it seems. Um... Yes, to some extent. A bit of, to some extent, but uh, Perrin, Matt, and Rand maybe in... And they yeah, are, you know, I, coming um, out of their teenage years. They've got a lot of insecurities. Yeah. And maybe it's just that, like, it's almost like... Yeah, I feel like there is a lot of interiority to these characters. Maybe more so than some of the books I normally read. And I almost, like... I think I think about anime a lot. Maybe because people talk about their feelings more in anime. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that might be it. Because really, these characters have a lot of a lot of thoughts and a lot of things going on. It's definitely much more internal mm-hmm. series than most are. I also wrote down American movie teens trying to act like adults. Yes, that was particularly about eggweed. I think. <laughs> Ah, she says something that sociopaths say. Although it's a little bit 
Well, yeah, everything she says. There's not <laughs> one thing. There's a lot of things. There, and it's a little questionable because it's questionable whether or not she is a citizen of Andor. But she says to there's something she says to Elaine, and Elaine notices that Egwene says like you you fought this war or your people fought this war, referring to the kingdom of Andor. And Elaine yes. thinks to herself that like you know. She's putting herself aside and not a part of it in a way that that's a very subtle thing for me to notice, but I guess so. Yeah. But like, but Elaine noticed like, imagine that somehow there is a small town in like rural Ohio that sure. has never heard of the United States government and has never actually had anyone, any like taxes taken from them. Hey. And somebody comes to, somebody comes to their town and says, Hey, you know, when your country started a war with uh, Iraq and they're like, I don't know what the fuck Iraq is. Like, <laughs> what they've, are you talking about? My they've country? Never been, they've never been know that we're in a country. What? <laughs> an uncontacted small town in rural Ohio. Yeah. What else? What other kinds of things would, how would, how would that situation have occurred? I don't know. Uh, theoretic. I have to start writing a novel today. <laughs> that's a Is that's that a good that's a, a good that's a good starting point. An uncount like a whole town uncontacted somehow, like that uh, that island where they shoot you with arrows if you go there. Yeah, or the the that one. Is it a Stephen King? The Village. Oh, it's M Night Shyamalan, where yes. they keep their pig monsters keep the people in the village. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Completely off from modern society. Yeah. Just like imagine telling them, like, "Oh, hey, your country went to war." They're like, "What country? What are you talking about?" Like, I didn't. I didn't go to war with anybody. <laughs> I mean, to be real, I mean, yeah, and that's yeah. There's, there's so, that, that could be unpacked a lot more about all yeah. about who is implicit in things that happen, but. Yeah, so like I totally understand where Egwene's coming from with that, where she's like, "Yeah, you guys did that," because it's like maybe in terms of lines on a map, they're part of Andor, but like nobody from nobody from Evans Field or any of the two rivers ever went to any war with <laughs> Andor. Nobody. Well, the exception of Tam. I suppose but... that. Go ahead. <laughs> Aside from one single person who would probably know what Elaine is talking about, nobody else in any of those three villages know anything about being part of Andor. Uh, Elaine and her brothers are named Damadred. Yes. Somebody refers to her as being of House Trakad? T-R-A-K-A-D? A and D. Oh, a- Tracand. oh, Tracand. So, Morgase, Morgase, Tracand, and uh, oh, Terrigal, Damadred. Man, I've yes. had to, I've asked you to explain this to me like three times. <laughs> Probably, it's confusing. Yeah, it's it's royalty. I, I felt so. like I hadn't heard the name Tracand before. Oh, say so, Morgase Tracand. Okay. Yes. And the girls 
boy, they get the shit kicked out of them left and right over and over again for the back half. I wonder fucking why. Uh, <laughs> we're ice. We're we're accepted now. That means that we know what we're doing. No, it doesn't. Shut up. Stop. Multiple times they're told, look, if somebody sneaks up on you, they can knock you out without you being able to use the one power. Yeah, but that doesn't happen. Yeah, but we're smart. It happens once. Yeah, but we're not, it's not going to happen. Like, They're so obviously 19, all of them. <laughs> it really is. Like, this is making me, like, I feel like a nasty person reading this book because I have nasty <laughs> things to say about every character. <laughs> growing up. It's a coming, it's a real coming of age series. How many more books? Real people are growing as human beings. <laughs> We have 13 to go, is that correct? Or are there 15 yeah. total? There are 13 total? With plus the... 16 plus, plus the, the prequel? Thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure about this. Let me count all the books that I have. <laughs> I hate it when they don't have numbers on the spines. The 14 total plus the prequel, so 15 total. Oh, okay, wow, okay. Oh, that's fine. That's not that many. Yeah. 16 would have been too many. But then the last one was split into three because uh, Robert Jordan died before he could write the last book. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brandon Sanderson, who picked who picked up the series, didn't know how to fit all of Sanderson or all of Jordan's notes, notes into and, a yeah, single book. Yeah, layout, yeah. Which is fair because you can see how like densely packed like this starts getting into it. This book starts getting into it, and like from here, as we split up the party more and more, more and more often, like you start hearing about things that other people are doing rather than seeing it happen to them. For example, the Shinarans, where you get like this one small line where uh Lorraine was like you heard somebody uh somebody claiming to be to be the dragon and they were like oh no 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 somebody's uh preaching about the dragon yes yeah and parents like oh that sounds like Masema that's yeah that's interesting did it like, say that? That's all you get. That's all you get. That's what, that's how you know what the Shinarans are doing. <laughs> that's is all you get. Is Masema the guy that uses a lot of swear words? That's Uno. Oh, okay. <laughs> Masema is the one who is like, oh, the Lord Dragon summoned the all of the animals of the earth to fight mm-hmm. for him as well. Parent was like, no, that was actually me. <laughs> Didn't that guy have a distaste for Rand, or am I? I have he did. A... Or do... he okay, found okay. Out that he was a dragon, right, and then okay. he was like, oh, he's the light made flesh. Getting trying to get the Shinarans in order. They don't. Yeah, so that's all we hear about them in this book. Yep, more or less. That's all you get. Yeah, we, yeah, they may be mentioned. I mean, they we started oh. with them, and then like Moraine sent them to. Uh, Geldian, Mirandi, 
Mirandi, I think. First places. I feel like Mirandi was... Eldin and Mirandi are kind of, like, constantly becoming each other oh, back and forth. Sure. <laughs> There's a lot of... They're similar to uh, Eridoman and Terabon in yep. terms of, like, fighting over mm. land. The, the sort just... of... Yeah. Yeah. A constant war for... So yeah, you like large stretches of land that are impossible to control, but that they don't have enough people yeah. to control. Yeah, and they keep slaughtering all the farmers, so there's no one to hold the land. Yep, and there's white guys walking around. <laughs> white guys. Uh, yeah. Matt. So so basically, that what I was getting to is just like Jordan packs an insane amount of stuff into each book and yeah. it's all like minor references that like you get connections through like rereading and like noticing the small little details like that yeah. uh, rather than like just Man. giving you the scene of the Shinarans in Murundi preaching the dragon right and so like I can understand why, because uh, I, from what I gather of the way that Sanderson talked about uh, Jordan's notes, Jordan would write entire scenes and then write a single line describing that scene in the book in somebody else's yeah. in somebody else's yes. chapter in the book. That's yes. I was about to ask you if you yeah if you feel like Sanderson didn't want to throw stuff away. Yes. He wanted definitely. to put everything he had. Yeah. And yes. I feel like Jordan would have thrown stuff away. I don't think he throws it away, though, because... Well, not like, throw... But it doesn't end up on the page, is what I mean. Cutting room floor. Yes. So the, the, way, that, the way that Jordan tells the story of the Shinarans mm. is yeah. by, is by, like... You'll see it later on when we actually meet up with them again. Like, he gives you that single line, and, like, you, it'll at least, like, trigger a little bit of something, and you like, oh, man, like, I know this, a, they're a big fighting force, and they're in the middle of something that we're told is, like, a, countries that are fighting over each other. So they're probably, like, fighting back and forth over stuff, you know, t trying to protect Masema, who's, yeah. you know, being stupid and <laughs> just making a lot of fucking noise about forbidden things. Yeah, and like, so it lodges a little bit in your mind, and then when we meet them again later, and um, like we they talk about like how, like how that happened, like you get the full picture without having to had put without having to write the entire scene you know mm -hmm. yeah and that's yeah and that's yeah so i didn't mean throw it away like it doesn't end up there entirely but yeah but yeah 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 i feel like i can totally no, see like, why it ended up being three mm -hmm. more books yeah. i think i think a better way to put it is he plants the seed and he plants the scene in your head rather than writing the scene out yep yep that's yep and that's, and that's cool because, 
Well, not only because there's so goddamn much going on over a whole continent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it's cool that you get you you pick up what you pick up and you get your impression of the story each time you read yes. it. And there's a lot there. Like, if you don't pick yeah. up everything on the first playthrough, that's fine. Yeah. There's more there's more still there then. It's got replayability yeah. and, in this like, series. Honestly, honestly, it's also like a corollary to like real life where like you know someone and like you hear this small little thing about something mm -hmm. that they did and you're and like uh or small little thing related to them and you're like oh, okay whatever and then like later on you hear somebody talking about something you're like you know that's like that sounds a lot like this person that i know and this this thing like uh the moog synthesizer like yeah. talking about like man you know i met the grandson of <laughs> the guy who made those <laughs> when I was in Colorado doing uh, college courses, you know, back in 2002 or something like that. Wow, yeah. Yeah. The Moog, is, years the Moog is an awesome piece of equipment. And yeah, yeah. but that's... Yeah, weird little connections. Uh, the invisible yeah, bonds that people form yeah I'm so like, become makes, a story you feel so much more real because it's like that's how that's how life is <laughs> you get these little tiny bits that like eventually sometimes connect and like sometimes yeah yeah we also met avienda is that the fireworks girl in triad no avienda is the ice the oh yes yeah. i yeah is the fireworks girl gonna invent matchsticks or bottle rockets? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> or and does she have a bic lighter in her pocket? <laughs> and do you Not think either. that a tin box with sand and a lump of coal? How long do you think you would? It would have to be a a piping hot lump of coal to stay hot at all in a box of sand. I just asked you a lot uh, of questions. Sand is not a good conductor. <laughs> sand is not a good conductor. Yeah, but I feel That's like it would. Be, I feel like it would drown the, the fire. I guess if the coal, if it was a big coal with fire in the center of it. Yeah, the coal. That's pretty holds smart. The, holds the fire in it, yeah. Because yeah. like the heat won't dissipate through the sand. Sand is not a good conductor of heat, so the heat will just stay in the coal, and that's why he blows on it, you know? Okay, yeah, to he's gotta, gotta cook it up a little bit. Because it's, yeah. I did not know what the fuck he was up to with a hot metal box. And I, and like, and obviously they had been giving, he'd been talking about fireworks the whole book, or the whole back half. I really didn't. And he was trying to figure out how fireworks worked. While Tom screamed like little girl. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, I did not know how he was going to light them until he until he took the coal out of the little box. Yeah. And he did the really stupid thing. He cut down the long cord. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, didn't, Luther he didn't, was like he didn't very do enough specifically research. like. Do not light these off early because they have a long cord for a reason mm -hmm. he's like nah i got this 
A real no. popular attitude going around. <laughs> yes. Uh, Matt is very much... He's the other type of anti-hero. He constantly says that he's not a hero, but he's never going to stop being a hero. <laughs> Chaotic good? He's never going to not save people. Yeah. But he doesn't want to be a hero. He's going to make the right choices, but he's also going to tell everybody to fuck off. Yes. Well, he doesn't want people to expect him to be there. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, he just He's going to try to be there every time. That's a fair attitude. Yes. Like like the Amarillan said, <clears throat> he's like her uncle. He's constantly drinking and gambling, but when a, when a house got on fire, he just kept going back in, saving more people. <laughs> this is... Uh... This is a this oh. is a, this is a funny question. Oh, sure. but go ahead. Uh, or okay. Um, <laughs> are I was yeah. Are Tyr and Ilian two different places? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. They're they're competing places. Okay. Uh, they're both on the same exact ocean, like bordering each other. So they're competing for the same resource in terms of like fishing and all of that stuff. Okay. I, 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 go ahead. There's, there's a river between them and they both send ships up river to do trade. So okay. with Andor and Kerhian and Tarvalon. So okay. they're both, they're in very direct competition with each other. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I had a note that for a second I thought maybe Tyr was the capital of Ilion, but because I have a note that they, at some point they they receive word that there is a forsaken ruler in Ilion as well. Yes, the forsaken so have, have straight up become oh Samael, these guys have yes. straight up they're straight up going and becoming the governors of these city states. They're like we're in yep. charge and everything's bad yep. and everything sucks like it did in Shadar Logoth when there were people there. All the people yep. in the cities are miserable and paranoid and yeah. uh, about so to turn Tyr on each other. So has Bilal and uh, Ilian has Samael. Okay. Um, and Moraine but, wastes a guy with balefire. Hyperbeam. Yep, she wastes Bilal, in fact. <laughs> um, it's okay to use it as a weapon if they're dark friends? No, it's not. Oh, she... Not at all. Why, I thought she's... So is she not physically unable to murder people? Oh, she is. Physically they, unable? So, um... Because I thought that they, they cannot use it, the Force as a weapon. Just cannot. Unable to. Uh, against the, um... It's not dark friends that they can use it against. It's um, uh, forces of the well, dark one, or yeah. Well, it's it's shadow spawn okay, and okay, people okay. who people who are who are attacking them. And he's definitely attacking oh. her. Oh, they can use it in self defense. Yes, they can use okay. it. Okay, 
Well, and I... <laughs> and so, spoilers, I guess. That's, <laughs> that's sort of the yeah. big wrap-up of what happens. But yeah, before that, the girls go... The, basically, the girls go on a big Aiel adventure, get beaten up and kidnapped a lot. Everyone yeah. is creeping. Everyone ends up in the dome, the Stone of Tear. Some of them are <laughs> sneaking in in the middle of the night, and then Moraine yeah. wastes a guy with balefire. We get to see Nine of healing a lot. And, well, we get it described very, very um, succinctly. She has to go into a rage. What Nynaeve had done in those few seconds seemed like weaving four carpets at once while blindfolded. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah, I love Clearly, like, from the way that healing was described, like, the way it looks to a channeler before, like, clearly Nynaeve is doing something very different. <laughs> I really like the descriptions of a Gween weaving spirit and the way that she ties knots of air and spirit to, like, lock yes. the Black Aja's, like... Uh, yeah, I, lo I like all the descriptions of weaving magic a lot. And uh, that's, yeah, that that's the, naive, very... the naive stuff with her with her super-powered Rage Hulk healing is, is really good. Yes. Yeah, Nynaeve has to go into a rage to use her super most... She's a cleric barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of assassining. And, uh, yeah, so we barely don't even really encounter the Shadow Brothers. Is there another term for the Dark Wolves? Um... Are they called, like... The Dark Hunt or Dark something Hound? like that? Dark Hound? The Dark Hounds? Uh, the... Yeah, the Grim Hunt or whatever? The, the Grim Hunt, is that what it is? I was looking something for the, the word Grim. I was looking for the word Grim in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... Yeah, we met Aludra. Hunter's Oath. Oh, Easing the Badger is a great name. That's <laughs> great the name, name of the name. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Alien. Oh, Heron smelled the uh, gray men. Oh, yeah, very briefly. He has trouble. He has trouble keeping their scent, but he keeps getting hints. I love the way they describe, like, so they describe him looking over the room three times, well, twice, and then, like, he realizes what's wrong when he's like, wait a second. Because, like, twice he describes, you know, oh, there's some men crossing the room, and then, like, he goes over again, and he's like, yeah, there's some men crossing the room. He's like, wait a second, men crossing the room? What is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like your mind doesn't want to notice them. And yes. the first couple of times it might not it, if you're taking it a registered them, answer. but it's like yeah, oh, it's, it's like, just whatever. Yeah, that's not something important. I don't really need to look at that. In fact, I probably shouldn't look at that. Yeah, it's like obfuscate. 
He can see them because he's got, uh, you know, the protean one, the orange eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that is when, yeah, so that is when Perrin, they do, they do have an encounter in Ilion, which when I was earlier, I was like, do they actually go to, yeah, all right, yeah, for a second, well, there's a lot of places to keep track of. I'm doing fine. Yeah. They should put like uh, some spikes or something on top of that garden wall in Camelin because just anybody can fucking climb over there and walk right into the palace. Right. <laughs> it happens I all the time. It's like yeah, it's love, a big problem at this point. Yeah, I love Tyrion Gale's like response. He's like, Jesus Christ again. Like, they need to build that wall so much bigger. <laughs> Have we seen that guy before? The kind of friendly guard guy? Yes. Okay. He, yeah, I felt like we who, had... he was the one who uh, found Elaine and Gowan. Yep. With Rand uh-huh. and brought yeah. him. So to... he's yeah. So he's like, we gotta do something about this fucking garden wall. It's, not... <laughs> it's like Jesus it's Christ, just, dude. God damn it. <laughs> and we yeah, and we met Komar once, and then the next time we met him, he died. He and died. We found out that Komar. Komar is the, uh... Oh, yeah, Komar is the guy with the white stripe in his beard that's plotting plots. Yeah. And, uh, Matt fucking uh, accidentally breaks his back in a tavern. What a lucky guy. Matt's luck is insane. I also love how, like, he figures out his luck, and then when he realizes that he could... If he had figured it out earlier and thought about it, like, he could have, like, found, uh the the three girls like the very first night because what's yeah. more random a right. lightning strike in the middle <laughs> pitch black night I love it I like all I like I like a lot of the things that are going on as they all get to to tear and are kind of missing each other like that and uh, yeah the girls get betrayed by their thief catcher right before Matt gets there. I like and I like the the lady they stay. I like a lot of the stuff happening towards the end of the how this all wraps up. I really like how yeah. this one wraps up. I really thought it wasn't going to. I was reading this like, oh my god, it's going to be a big cliffhanger. So again, the book is working on me. Well, we did get a cliffhanger. I was oh. like, one of the very last things that we get is, uh, what is it? Perrin saying, "So what? Are we the people of the dragon?" Or Matt, mm. one of them. Are yeah. we the people of the dragon? And Ruark's like, uh, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Back home in the threefold land. The Aeol are the people of the dragon. Yep. And so they now, snuck in. Yep. So now we've got to go meet the people of the dragon. There's, um... What's the next book called? Shadow Rising. Oh, oh, oh no! Yeah, there's there's a dick named Gabriel. Yes, seducing the queen. Yep, and uh, um, sending and sending Komar out to murder the girls. Yep. I have a note um, around this around the area of Gabriel and Komar that says Robert Jordan likes bickering. Yes. I'm not sure what characters were, but there is. There's a lot of like 
there's a lot of shade getting thrown around in the parlance of 15 years ago or whatever. <laughs> a lot of people are snide and snappy with one another. Like people are. There's a lot of people who seem to like it, though. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it is. It's also, yeah, it's also and people... And he does it to Lan, and he loves her, and then... Yeah. Uh, does it to... Zeroin does it to... Uh, oh, yeah, oh. Aaron, and Perrin loves it, so... Yeah, I believe the word is, uh, to Sundre. Sunde, yeah. <laughs> Sundare? Sundere. Sundere? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. it is, it's very anime. I'm using anime terms to describe this thing. Yeah. I also like that uh, Matt just leaving money randomly with people and like paying paying off huge amounts to the um, boat captain to quote-unquote win his gamble. It's a little bit of a... It's almost a Robin Hood kind of thing that he's trying to settle his uh well maybe not robin hood that he's trying to settle some kind of magical luck debt but that he yeah. is kind of sharing you know he's very he's happy to and also he likes it that you know if he throws a bit of gold around everyone suddenly wants to you know make sure that okay whatever. he wins it all back yeah when, and exactly when with them anyway exactly right <laughs> so it's like you might as well yeah and he's, he's like, yeah, man, he's got a, that's like, that's a racket. He's got, <laughs> oh, just keep oh, it man. flowing and keep everyone happy and then get the yeah. fuck out of there with all of it. <laughs> yeah. There's one thing, there's one thing, uh, that I love, uh, Matt playing stones with Tom and Tom says, uh, he says two things in sequence that are really important that just don't feel like anything when he says them they're playing stones and he says you know if you put half a mind to this you you'd probably be really good at it mm -hmm. and i was like it's not random enough and i was like uh you know they say that uh people who are good at who are good at this are extremely good at uh like battle at commanding battlefields Which, when you think about it in terms of like the things that we've seen from Matt when he's getting healed, and some of the things yes. that he said randomly, it's very much like hinting at things, you know. We feel like, that I feel like he was some sort of commander on some type of battlefield in a past life. In a past life, sure. But, but now this he's is, bad. This is much more of a like nudge, nudge, like, hey, by the way. <laughs> okay, yeah. Maybe in the future, might see. It might I... be Matt who's good at it. Oh, okay. Okay. We got to see him being bad at it first. Do we? He's only been good at it so far. Stones? I think he's only he's only ever been in groups of like ten, fifteen, whatever. Oh, I well, I guess what I'm saying is that 
I feel like it's strange that he's bad at stones, but maybe it is that he hasn't put his mind to it yet. Yeah, well, he... So... He's been dicing and thinking about luck and, like, doing things randomly through luck. So he's been placing stones at random. Right, okay. Yep, okay. <laughs> Which... That's not what you do. doesn't work in something that structured. He hadn't realized that, like, in terms in structured things, like his luck doesn't work, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't play cards. He likes the dice. He loves the dice. Cards aren't random enough. Yeah, a lot of the way Tyr was described also gave me. More death, Shadar, Lagoth vibes about darkness coming to yeah. corrupt a city. Did you like multiple people sounding like Swan? Swan? Swan Sanchez? The Amberlin Sea. Talking about fish and gutting fish and all the fishing terms being thrown around left and right. Yeah. Do they call them Terrans? People from yes. here? Yeah, they love yeah. to fish. And uh, sometimes become the Emerald and Seed as well. Yep. Uh, I like that they all and have clogs. Her name is very squishy, isn't it? <laughs> Emerald? Yeah. Swan? Yeah, yeah, Schwan yeah. Schwan yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think aside from that, uh, Perrin has got goes, a falcon. Yeah, he goes to the wolf dream to save her. And yeah, there's Rand some real dream warrior there. shit going on. Yeah, they. Rand, Perrin, and Egwene end up in. Teller and Riyadh at the same time. Yeah. Rand traveling the same way that Balzaman slash Ishmael did. Revelation. In case you didn't catch the catch it the first three times that it hinted at it throughout the books. Well, I guess so I didn't. Far. Yeah. I sort of felt like those were the same guy, but I didn't know if Ishmael was someone important that was other than... Was Ishmael one of the Forsaken? Hey. Yes. Okay. They briefly mentioned it in the first book. They briefly mentioned it in the second book. Um, and actually, at the very start of the first book, the super very start, um, not the Ravens chapter, but the actual like first chapter with... Um, the, in the past, the, the whenever, yeah. Yeah. Elon... Uh, Elon... Terjan... Whatever... Betrayer of Hope, Ishmael. That's who Ishmael is the guy Luz that comes Theron. and talks to Luz Th Theron? Yes. Okay. Yes. Which is also another hint that Balzaman is Ishmael because since Luz Theron was crazy at that point, like since he had already gone into madness, that means that the seal for the Dark One had already been created, but we still see Ishmael free. Oh, was he... Whoa, was he not sealed away? He wasn't fully sealed away. Uh, oh, fully. That's, do we that's see? Why. Do we see his unbroken seal in this book? 
Yes. We see the first unbroken seal. Is well, it... technically one was unbroken before, but not when the heroes saw it. Okay. Because Domon had it, and he gave right. it to... Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. And then it ended up broken in that battle. All right, yeah. Yeah, I like... I like the dream world stuff. I like yep. Perrin kind of on a side quest. I like what's going on with Egwene cast figuring out that she can use the the she can use the one power when she's in the dream and also you know sneak around. Wait, and, there's better things about the dream. I like yeah. I like them figuring out their weird dream powers. Uh so this isn't going to be for like eight more books, nine oh more books. <laughs> when Egwene when Egwene finds out that Perrin is a dreamer, more or less, yeah, it's hilarious because she's like, "Oh, you shouldn't be here. It's dangerous here." And he's like, "You don't know the half of it." Fuck and off. she's like, "Yeah, but there's Chandlers." And he's like, "I don't care." <laughs> she's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "So." I've been small doing this shit spoiler. the whole time. Yeah, small spoilers. Um, so, Color and Riyadh works by whatever you think is true is true. Okay. And so, when you think something is true and somebody else thinks it's not true, it's a contest of wills. And whoever's more capable of thinking that it's true is the one who ends up having it be truth. Okay, sure. So, um, it sounds a lot like yeah. how the Aes Sedai operate. <laughs> they, they want things to be true. But like, <laughs> this, this is like, this is this like, is the literal oh, version of reality where theirs is, yeah, <laughs> this is like, this is like, oh, that building is a palace no, it's actually a small hovel. Yeah. Now the building is a small hovel. That's just what it is now. <laughs> it's not... You don't speak it into existence. You think it into existence. And that's why... That's why, like... When she, when she first shows up, she's thinking about something, and, like, her clothes change, and, like, she moves to a different place, and all of that stuff, because she's thinking those things into existence. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I like and it. So, I like it a lot. It's, it's hilarious because she's like, they can channel. He's like, so? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking werewolf. Who cares? This is Teller and Riyadh. Whatever I think is true is true. <laughs> it's great. It's it's a whole scene. It's beautiful. The, yeah. Egwene is very full of herself all the time. Forever. The whole time. Always. She's she's got a few things that like she's really good at, but there's always somebody who's better than her at it and she just can't she ever does, accept she, that. She does cool shit. Yeah. She does you're yeah, and that's it. That's it. She no no one can be better than her and no one can be more correct than her. And if there is another version of that story, she'll point out the way that the story actually makes more sense if her version is applied. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, 
Yeah. We all know people like that. <laughs> that's the that's yep. the punchline on Eggweed. That's what like yep. cuz she yeah. She's annoying like a real person is. <laughs> yeah. Matt knocks someone out by uh putting his quarter staff over his shoulder. Yeah. That's lucky. That's some that's some animation. After taking out a blade master with the quarter staff. Yeah, which is very yeah. impressive. That's like that's a fight where they're like quipping at one another. Like that's like a whole yeah, There's like stuff going crazy. on while the whole fight is going while they're like fencing with quarter staff and blade. And the guy's like the guy was like on the shitter. He's got like his robe on and his pajamas. His sword's like barely out of the <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so what's the yeah what's the thief catcher's name who's with Matt in this scene? Uh, Jalen Sandar. Sandar, yeah, cool guy gets uh gets fucked up a little bit by the Black Aja. Yeah. Do a couple Black Aja get captured or murdered? The the team is down to eleven now, so a significant yep. the the number thirteen is more dangerous. Yes, eleven is not as dangerous. Yeah. Still very dangerous, but Pretty not bad. dangerous. You don't want 11 dark witches out there yeah. looking for your ass. But you really don't want 13. So did they did they kill two of them? No, they captured them. just captured them. them. Uh, yeah, Eggwing Egg Egg got him with the spirit weave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Eggwing got him. I can't, I, like, I seriously, I can't wait to read about Eggwing boiling someone alive when she finally loses it, because... It seems like that's where we're going with her. Yep. <laughs> Rand is even more thoroughly proclaimed the dragon. Yeah. Do we even speak to him in the towards the end in the back half of the? In, do we even speak to him after the first three chapters? Does or or after he tells Egwin to go away in the dream world? Yeah, we get him a few times, and we get him fighting uh, Ishmael. Oh, but I mean, does he actually? I guess. I guess what I'm saying is, does he actually like say anything to Moraine or any of the other characters in the like sort of after that? Like, do yeah. we actually do we actually hang out with him? No, 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 okay. not like a full hangout. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's mostly just a uh, Moraine is Rand, there. Rand is here. To him we're all here. Says, yeah, yeah. Says, hey, you should grab that. And then right. Ishmael's like, ah, you ain't allowed to say shit. <laughs> and yeah, a uh, brief little tidbit there where he, uh, the, where Kalendor makes him feel like he can do anything. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just that one little, one little snippet. Rand using the magic sword is really cool. That whole scene, yeah, the whole, yeah. I mean, that's that's all I have to say about it. It's a it's a very anime sequence. He's cutting laser beams in half. In half, he's filled with power and channeling light through a a a glow something glowing like the sun in his right hand. You know, fucking everyone up. It's very anime. It's very important Kicks that ass. he describes it as being the same as what Moraine used. Ah, so, ah, the it's super important. Yes, that 
Highlandor specifically uh, cuts through Balefire. Mm-hmm. Which vaporizes very, everyone. Yeah, it's a very, um, very important bit. And that, that actually... Or, well, go ahead. That probably won't even understand, like, why it's important until the very last book, until the very last okay. few chapters of the very last book. <laughs> wow, all right. When you find out what Kalendor actually is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole thing. I was going to ask, um, that scene with him cutting the balefire in half, that takes place yeah. in the dream. Yes. Because, like, basically he's describing the entire place being destroyed and the columns falling yes. down. I, some of... In the real world, a column or two might be destroyed, but it sounds like the whole place gets destroyed in the dream world. More or less. Yeah, and I guess yeah, I was like, yeah. 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 Yeah, because at first I was like, oh shit, this whole place is going to be is is destroyed, but I feel like that's... Yeah. They're probably okay. And they're flying the banner of the dragon at the top of the thing now. Yeah. And now we get to move on to the Shadow Rising, and that's going to be ooh, that's going to be fun. We get to meet a whole new, a whole new group of people that are pieces of shit, and Matt hates them. Oh boy, oh boy! If Matt hates oh, them, yeah. they must be bad guys. No, they're just they're <laughs> they're assholes. I like Matt and Perry. Go get Jasper. Um, oh, okay, sure. Yo, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, good talk. I'm excited for whenever we get to start the next book. December, as far as my plans are concerned. December first is December first. Sounds good to me. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, have a great day, and I'll talk to you really soon. Great. Yep. You too. Peace. <laughs> Wow, did you hear me say that I was going to start the fourth book on December 1st? That was a month ago. I have a copy of the book. I'm going to I'm going to start it. Shit, I'll probably start it before January. Now I not like and now I act now the holidays are over. I actually like I always say I'm full of and this is a thing that people say. I'm one of these guys. I'm always like, well, once I do this and once I get through this weekend, once I get through the holidays, I have nothing planned next week. I'm actually going to Take a break and relax. But there's always something isn't there. Maybe this time there won't be. That last week of the year really is a special time. I've always really liked that time. Really, a really good time and place to get unstuck in time and places. Um, that's a good week to just hang around the house and light a fire if you have a place for a fire. And, you know, maybe, you know, the hot chocolate and the elves and... It's just a special unstuck-in-time kind of point in history. That weird purgatorial week between Christmas and New Year's Eve. I love it. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, so, 
Thank you so much for being here. That was the first year of Maybe We'll Talk. Uh, we're still, this is still going to be season two. Season two is going to continue, um, like, really soon. I mean, maybe I will edit next week and, you know, do some other things. I mean, it's not, can't just lay around the house all day. That's what I did all week with no electricity and the fucking flu. So, really, thanks for being here. Everybody, thanks for everything. Uh, if you want to talk to me, you can come find me on Discord and like all kinds of others. You can find me on all. I don't know. I'm not on everything. I don't. I, don't, <laughs> I have social medias, is what I'm saying. You can find out what they are at koyadk.tv, and you can also get on my Discord and say hi. And I guess that's it. That was yeah. Um, really happy holidays. I hope people are relaxing. I hope this year is a gentle one. not sure how to say this, but there's just not a lot of time left.